Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, I'm Ed. I'm Dan. And this is Faith in Kids. We're travelling with Jesus... This is our last episode. Episode six. Yeah. Sad. We're travelling up a mountain. What a way to finish. (laughs) The best way. Yeah. I have a question for you to talk about. That is, can you name someone who, if they told you to do something, you would absolutely do it? It could be someone you know closely or someone famous or even, I guess, someone make-believe. Who, if they said a word to you, you'd do it? My mum. I was honestly, I thought you might say that. Yeah, I'm genuinely still quite frightened of my mum. Um, and you've, you've met her once or twice, haven't you, Ed? Yeah, I, I have. And I, I think know. you'd probably do it as no, well, I'm not, I'm not sure that's true. I mean, I think she did come across as a lovely mum. Okay, she is. She, yeah, my, my own children don't realise quite how scary my mum is because she's really not scary to them at all. <laughs> I, I remember my dad used to say, woe betide you if yeah. that gets broken, you drop it. Yeah. And that was dad's code for, oh my word, you don't want to know what that's going to look like. So yeah, so that's ours. What's yours? Who, what's, what's the question again, Ed? Who, if they told you to do something, you would just absolutely do it without a moment's hesitation. Off you go. Now, I imagine that's not so easy. Uh, there aren't many people who get total obedience from us, and that's probably a bit healthy. It's not that normal to obey someone like that. Today, we're thinking about what it would take to obey totally without any hesitation. We're finding that out today. Right, Jam, fun facts. Fun facts, fight off. Mountains. Here we go. Okay. The largest mountain yet discovered in our solar system... Oh, wow, we're going big. Yeah, yeah, is on Mars. Wow. It is... So given that Mount Everest, 
Yeah. Earth's highest mountain yeah. is about eight kilometres high. 19,098 feet or something, isn't oh, it? Right, OK. Yeah. Olympus Mons on planet Mars is 26 kilometres high. Three times higher than Everest. Wow. And its base would cover the whole of Italy. That's a big base. <laughs> Oh, isn't it? <laughs> this is another one of those facts where yeah. where Ed is moderately interested and everyone else is going. No, I think that's that's huge. I mean, that is. I mean, that, is is Mars bigger or smaller but, than the Earth? Uh, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Someone, but we have no way of knowing. It's so shallow yeah. that you wouldn't even be out of breath walking up it. Okay, if if the if atmosphere was breathable, which Mars, it wouldn't, you oh, would die. No, we don't, we don't know anything about Mars. There are so many children who know more than we do about yeah, Mars. Absolutely. Okay, Jam. Um, my one uh, fun fact is the longest mountain range. Any idea what the longest mountain range in the world is? In mm. this world. <laughs> No. Would it blow your mind if I said it was 65,000 kilometres long? Yes. Yes, that's because it's underwater. No, Jan. Yes, it is the mid-ocean ridge that is under the sea. I wonder how far around the world that goes. That goes most of the way. Apparently it goes around the world like a like a baseball seam. Or I don't know if more like a cricket ball oh, seam. Oh, I see. But, like it, it sort of yeah. goes all the way around. But if we're being... Um, Less pedantic, we'd say the longest above water mountain range is the Andes, which okay. is 4,300 miles long uh, in, and south, the, and in south. But also, you, 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 we then get to do a joke, which is where, where would you find the Andes? I don't know. On the end of your wristies. <laughs> uh, and Jam, just out of interest, why are mountains always tired? I don't know. Because they don't ever rest. <laughs> and while we're there, Jam. Oh, my goodness. Why are mountains so funny? I don't know. Because they are hilarious. <laughs> Hill area. <laughs> I think that's my favourite because it's the weakest and it's a bit of a stretch, but I like it. I like the fact you told me a joke and you thought this will go unanswered. Yeah. But then bang, <laughs> bang, and then bang again. I am rolling with the joke punches here. <laughs> okay. Now, there is a. This is no joke, Jan. Okay. There is a mountain in New Zealand, and I apologise to you if you're from New Zealand and I'm about to destroy this name. The mountain is called Tau Mata Waka Tangi Hangi Kaio Tamati Pokai Wenuaki Tanahu. And the name translates to the summit where Tamatea, the man with the big knees, the slider, climber of mountains, the land swallower who travelled about, played his nose flute to his loved one. Wow. Jan. Have you ever played a nose flute to your loved one? Not knowingly, no. <laughs> and, and could I reasonably describe you as the man with the big knees? <laughs> well, that's quite specific, isn't it? <laughs> I love that his instinct when he met his loved one was, was to play a nose flute. Yeah. It's never my first thought. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he asked her permission? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would just suggest dinner, perhaps, or... Or just a, a bunch of flowers, but a song on a nose sleep. That's that's a real sign of love, isn't it? Yes. My last fact, uh, my fun fact is this. I don't think I'm going to top that. Uh, mine, mine is Everest-based. Okay. And I can tell you that basically they just did a litter pick on Mount Everest. Mm. And they a special team has been tasked with cleaning up the world's highest mountain, littered with garbage from decades of commercial mountaineering. A 14-member team picked up how much rubbish? 
Five tons. Oh, nearly three tons. Oh right. Three tons of rubbish. It's bad. That's a lot, isn't it? Including, I think, if I don't mind me saying, dead bodies. Uh, That that is not mentioned so far, but yes, there are probably um, some of those lying around. What was it mostly, Jam? It is cans, bottles, plastic, and discarded climbing gear. Naughty mountaineers. Um, Take your rubbish home with you. Fluorescent tents, empty gas canisters, and things that humans do. Um, Even in cold places. Humans do do. So, yeah, there we go. We are travelling with Jesus up a mountain. So, here we go. This is Matthew chapter 17. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll put up three shelters. One for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them. Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. When someone asks you to do something, who they are completely affects what we say and what we do next. So if it's your teacher, perhaps you might think it through and you do it because you know the grief that will follow if you don't. If it's your parents, if it's your mum or your dad, I hope you do it. Maybe not as quickly as you should. Maybe there's a bit of a grump. Maybe there's a small chat. But you do it. If it's your brother or sister, uh, is there an instant fight back? Why? Who do you think you are telling me what to do? You do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not listening to you. Who they are changes what we say next. Now, I really love this story of the transfiguration. It is completely bonkers. And unless we had it in the Bible, you wouldn't really believe that it had happened, but it did. So, please do something for me. Imagine you're Peter. Standing on top of a mountain. What a view. Standing there with my best friends, James, John, Jesus. What a great day to be alive. I'm looking out, searching for the spot where I used to go fishing with my dad. I find it, down there. I'm pointing to it. I'm excited. I call over to the others. Look, there! No answer. I look over. 
James and John are standing there with their mouths hanging open, eyes wide, rooted to the spot. I follow their gaze. I see him. My eyes drop down. My mouth goes dry. Jesus is blazing bright white, like a white hot furnace. His clothes have become like a hyper washing powder advert, scorching white. I have to squint because even in the heat of the day, it's Jesus that is burning my eyes. Have you ever looked full on into the sun? That was how it felt. In the blur of the burning brightness, I think I can make out two other shapes, one on each side. I scrunch my eyes shut and open them. Are they really there or is the light just too much for my eyes? I open them as much as I can. They look like they're there. I shuffle over to James and John. Who are they? James whispers back. I, I think the bloke on the left is Moses. He just looks the real deal. John speaks at the side of his mouth, but without opening it through clamped teeth. The other one is Elijah. He's got that camel hair coat with the leather belt. I'm starting to sweat. I can feel my wet palms and my head is spinning. Before I can stop it, words tumble out my mouth. It's great we're here. Sh should we put up tents for each of you? You can hang out together. We'll do it all. Jesus, you just keep doing your blazing light thing. Even as I said it, I could hear the nonsense I was speaking. John said what we were all thinking. Shut up, Peter. You sound like an idiot. I wasn't sure whether to apologise, fall on the floor, cry, run, or just keep going with the whole sweaty palms talking rubbish gibbering thing. While I was working through what decision, the sky ripped open. It was like his baptism all over again, but this time with added force. This is my son whom I love. I am so pleased with him. Listen to him. I know this sounds disrespectful, but I was honestly thinking at that moment, you really don't need to tell me. I really do mean to listen to him. I am very clear, more than ever before, he is the real deal. If I had even a teaspoon of doubt left, it's just been vaporised. Right now, if he said, stand on one leg, sing old McDonald's, stick one finger in your ear and wave your hand like your life depends on it, I would only ask, how long for? James and John worked it out first. They threw themselves onto the ground, noses stuck deep into the dirt. I could see James shaking. I did the same. How had it taken me so long? I've got no idea what they were doing. I had my eyes clamped shut. I was praying, please, Father God, please, Father God, have mercy on me. I will listen to him. Please have mercy on him. I will listen to him. I don't remember how long I was there. My brain had shut down. My heart was racing. Was this the end of the world or the beginning of it? Would I survive? I had seen Jesus as he really is. No one had ever seen God and survived except me. I had seen God, Jesus, as he really is, blazing, white-hot God, pure, holy. For the moment, I was alive. Was it going to hurt now? I felt it on my head. 
I thought this could be the start of something painful. I was rigid, tense, like I was stone. But then I worked it out. It was a hand resting softly on my hair. Get up. Don't be afraid. I relaxed. I collapsed further into the dirt. I opened my eyes and I got up. I breathed. I blinked all in a moment. My eyes adjusted. I checked my hands. I checked the ground. I was alive. I saw his sandals first and I looked up to his face. I could see his face now. His eyes. His mouth. He was back. Or he was normal. How he was. Before, back doing it again. That's what he was. He was hidden again. Now I got it. This normal man, my height, normal hair, brown eyes, this was him. But it wasn't all he was. He was hiding the rest. To protect us, because we weren't ready. We wouldn't have understood unless we had been with him. Seen him, watched him, listened to him. Unless we'd seen all of that, his life... Before us, we wouldn't have understood or believed it, but now I did. We had just seen who he really was, all of him, and we'd survived. Now I will listen to him. Whatever he says, I will do it. Whatever he says, I will listen. I'm going to pray. Dear Father, I thank you for this incredible story. I thank you that you allowed Peter, James and John to see your son Jesus as he really is, God. Thank you, Father, that because of them, because they wrote down what happened, we get to see Jesus as he really is. Father, we pray we would understand this is who Jesus is, who we trust who we worship. He is the one who you tell us to listen to and to obey. Father, thank you that this is who Jesus is. Amen. Amen. So Peter and John come down from the mountain, but before they rejoin the disciples, maybe this happens. So, there's weird, and there's weird, and then there's really, really weird. And that's right up there with the really, really weird stuff. Yep. You're right, James. (coughs) He's still struggling to make sense. Nothing new there, then. (laughs) Don't know why that's funny. Might have been better if you'd been speechless, too. How do you mean? Well, you did it again, didn't you? Did what again? You went nuts. Started blabbering away. Hello, Elijah. Hello, Moses. Shall I put up some shelters for us? What were you thinking? This is, let me walk on water all over again. What are you supposed to say to one prophet who met God up a mountain and another who went up to heaven in a chariot of fire? Excuse me for not getting that sorted in advance. You could say, pleased to meet you. Could you sign my autograph book, What's Heaven Like? I panicked. I've seen some amazing things in the last few years, but that takes the unleavened bread. Except we have seen something like that before, haven't we? Have we? The voice from heaven. 
This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Yeah. Where have I heard that before? Jesus' baptism in the Jordan. Oh, yeah. I wonder why he said it again. Because you obviously didn't listen the first time. All right. I don't know how we're going to explain this to the others. I think we've gone mad. Uh, John, weren't you listening? What did Jesus say? Peter, you're dribbling again? After that. Someone splashed James with some water. It's after that. Oh, yes. Don't tell anyone what you've seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Exactly. We keep this to ourselves. Great. You can put it in that book you're writing. Maybe. Although there's one thing I don't understand. Only one thing? It's all right. Lots of things. But he keeps saying, until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. And stuff like that. So what does he mean by that? No idea. I mean, he's Jesus. He raises people from the dead. There's no way anyone's going to be able to kill him. Exactly. I'm sure it'll become obvious. Peter? James? John? Where have you been? Nowhere. <clears throat> we didn't just see two Old Testament prophets up that mountain or anything and hear a voice from God. You what? Nothing. Peter. What? We're about to finish... Thanks so much for listening. Before Ed's final curveballs, then just want to tell you that you can email us. Uh, podcast at faithinkids.org. We love to hear about you. Tell us about your summer holiday. Did you go up a mountain? That would be good to know. Um, any stories from other places that you've been as well would be much appreciated. We'd love to hear. And also maybe where you listened to this podcast or where was the weirdest place you listened to this podcast. It encourages us to keep going. If you want to find out more about Faith in Kids, then go to faithinkids.org and mums and dads, you could even consider giving to Faith in Kids. That would be a good idea, wouldn't it? Do go and look at the website for that. There's a button that says Donate. Ed finishes off with a section we call it Now You Talk. Time to chat. Ed's going to give us some stuff to talk about. For the under fives, what did Jesus look like when he looked different? Do you remember? Five to sevens. How do you think you would have felt with Peter, James and John, if you'd been there, what would you have been thinking? Eights to elevens, what did Jesus want them to understand about himself? What was new about what they saw that day? And then finally, maybe for teenagers, what questions does this story leave you with? I, I think this story is incredible. Anything you're stuck about? Anything, anything new? A question maybe that actually this raises that you can't answer. I'm going to run through them very quick. What did Jesus look like? How do you think you would have felt? What did Jesus want them to understand about himself? And what questions does this story leave you with? Do talk about one of those questions at least. Hope it helps. Thanks for sharing your sum with us and we'll hopefully speak to you again before Christmas. Goodbye. Thank you. Talking. Yeah. You're playing a tune. Got my tea. <laughs> and everything is well with the world. <laughs>